0: hello hello and welcome to episode 41 of power up and game i'm your host michael i am joined again with my main man taylor taylor how's it going buddy
1: man i'm doing fantastic how are you doing
0: i'm doing all right um there's a couple things in the show that i'm gonna be sad about but uh We'll cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: That's what I was going to get to. I was going to be like, all right, man, let's just bare minimum small talk. We got some (laughs) shit to get into today. This is, now, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. This is the most jam-packed news episode of Power Up and Game that we've ever done. So much has happened in the past week. Uh, So
0: with that, let's just get to what Ted is alluding to. Let's talk about what's on our docket for today. A secret Titanfall single-player game was reportedly canceled by EA. Star Wars Jedi Survivor was delayed until April. We get some details on the upcoming Resident Evil 4 remake. We have a follow-up on Redfall and what players would need to play that game. Spoiler alert, it's an online connection. Amazon is making a Tomb Raider series, and the platform plans to make a franchise akin to Marvel. And in a late addition to the show, we'll talk about the recent gameplay showing for the day before, along with our thoughts on all the craziness surrounding the game. So with that said, Taylor, would you like to take it away and put us in our main topic?
1: Don't mind if I do. And real quick, if we want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit and if any listeners want to read further about the topics we cover. Now... Getting into our main story today, we're going to be uh it's going to be a strange story because well, Power Up and Game doesn't typically cover topics like superhero movies or shows, but today that changes because we're going to be talking about James Gunn's recent reveal of the DCU's first chapter. More specifically, we'll be talking about how gaming is apparently going to fit into the wider DCU as a whole. DC co-CEOs Peter Safran and James Gunn plan to have their DC-connected universe span across live-action, animation, and video game content. They also plan to have characters transition from different mediums like TV to film, animation to live-action, and so on and so forth. But how would this work for gaming? At a press event covering the Slate reveal, Slashfilm spoke with Gunn and Safran about that very subject. Safran had this to say, about telling a DCU story in the gaming medium. Quote, Gaming is a big part of what we're doing, and everything we do at DC comes through us. Gaming is a part of it, but it's an area that we love, and we think could be really expanded upon. End quote. James Gunn elaborated on how it would specifically work using this hypothetical example. Quote, What's very different about it for us, for DC, it's not like we're going to have Superman come out, and then have the Superman game come out. It's more like we have Superman come out, then two years later we have Supergirl coming out. So what's the story in between there? Is there a crypto game that we can play that comes in between, that's still set in the world with these characters, but that it's its own thing? To sort of give games the prominence that they deserve, end quote. Along with this, gun and Saffron stated that they will be finding actors who will be playing char- their characters across these different mediums. For example, the actors they hire for the upcoming Creature Commando series will be playing them in live action as well. If you didn't know, that series is going to be, I think, a seven episode animated series. This hasn't been met with unanimous praise thus far, with some in the gaming industry criticizing this direction from the DCU. One of those members of the industry includes Naughty Dog senior character artist Del Walker, who said the following on Twitter, quote, These writers and voice actors do 100 versions of everything. They're in the booth doing 600 lines of dialogue just to end with 20 of the best in the game. You think you're going to get Robert Pattinson to outwork a voice actor? and for a budget that makes sense good luck end fire games the developer behind marvel's midnight sun's designer jake solomon also reacted to the news quote, this would have been a nightmare for us on midnight suns i understand the desire i think but movies and games are so so different and the pressure this puts on the amazing voice actors in the game space Different universes, and that's how they should slash will stay, End quote. It is very important to note that Gunn and Saffron's plans for the DCU do include content explicitly labeled as Elseworlds, meaning that it takes place outside the connected franchise's main continuity. Therefore, games like Arkham Asylum can still be made under this new policy. They will just be labeled as Elseworlds, most likely. This also isn't the first time a game has connected to a wider universe. For a recent example, and to a lesser extent, Jedi Fallen Order and the upcoming Jedi Survivor, a game we'll talk about later, does fit into the Star Wars canon seen across film and television. Michael, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think the DCU can make some strides in the gaming market?
0: I think this is doing too much too soon, because don't forget that... uh Gunn said that this is going to be a 10-year project. Now, 10 years sounds like a long time for movies, but when it comes to video games, not so much. Because on average, games take about three years, four years to uh, to make, from concept to release. So the point that you want these games to be connected is too much to do in 10 years. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but if the Gun is a smart guy, he's creative, I'm sure they can find a way. Um, But what's it going to look like for developers? You know, like, is it something that they do smaller games? Um, are we going to get more games like crypto, uh, the crypto game that came out not long ago, where it was another licensed movie game that was just thrown out the door for kids,
1: which was the hypothetical example he threw out. There was a yeah. crypto game, which I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. If we got a crypto game that was actually developed with care, I think it could actually be good. I mean it, it could
0: be interesting but yeah. like that's the kind of stuff we're going to see because you have to get these games out. Maybe if the developers have a timeline ahead like hey in 5 years we're going to do a swamp thing uh a movie so we want you to set up a game that goes into that and this is the plot this is the story this is what we want to do. If James Gunn does something like that to where he already writes this
1: stuff out for the developers. And if he lets people into the inner circle who need it Exactly, to go, yeah. That way they can make these projects that go on Yes, they can do it, it along with them, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And like if they did stuff like that, I could see that working. I could see developers being able to see everything up front, see the design, see the, uh, where the story is going, see where it's going to connect to Aquaman or the Justice League, stuff so like that. So for we just
1: using this hypothetical example, let's just say... They're going to do a crypto game. Ah, for this okay. back to crypto. Let's say they you, do a crypto, crypto game in between the Superman Legacy and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. You would pretty much have to tell the developers of the crypto game like alright so here's what's going to happen in Superman Legacy. Here's what you're going to have to kind of set up or at least allude to for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Just so you don't fuck up the continuity of what we're doing and it fits in. So just uh Use an actual example there. I think okay, you can make like that. it work if you let in the developers to what your plan is.
0: Right. And for something like that, since uh, they're planning on Superman Legacy come out in summer of 2025, if you get the developers involved now or next year and let them know that, hey, this is what we're developing and it's what we're planning for Supergirl and it's what we want with crypto, like you said, they can work in between that, between 2025 and whenever Supergirl comes out, which will probably be like, what, 27, 28? Uh, because I don't think they're fast-tracking everything, but I do think they're playing this out to where they can get the ball rolling these things early enough.
1: The way they've worded it is they want the story to come first before anything. They don't want to rush things out. And for yeah. a video game, I think developers, and you hear the word crunch a lot, and you're like, oh, God, this is... They're going to rush something out. These developers going to be overworked. It's going to be horrible. I think hearing like, oh, yeah, we're going to take our time and make sure it's done right is a really good thing, I would assume.
0: But that's what James Gunn is saying.
1: Yeah, that's what Gunn and Saffron are saying. What actually ends yeah. up happening, we'll see. We hope it's for the best and the story yeah, does cause come the, first. And Because the
0: problem is a lot of these creatives, you know, they try to go into a different field they know nothing about and think that, hey... I play video games. I watch movies. This, this should, I should be able to do this. Like, yeah, it doesn't work the same way. Uh, so I don't know if if James and Saf is actually setting up a team. If they set up a team that worked with developers and publishers, I think they have a much better chance at success.
1: I 100 percent agree with you. I think if you have James Gunn and Peter Safran, and I don't, we don't know how big of video game fans they are. if they play video games at all. Maybe they are. Maybe they play video games semi-regularly. They have very time-consuming jobs, so I don't think they're regular video game players. But even if they're fans, I think you got so much going on. You've got to come up with somebody to lead this team that would be handling any video game tie-ins. And one thing that I thought was smart that James Gunn said is they didn't want to throw out, like, okay, Superman Legacy, and then we're going to do another Superman game that comes along with it. Just because it comes across at that point, like the licensed games, like the Iron Man game, and Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, the games that very rarely end up being successes. Uh, Most of the time, they're just complete garbage. So, I <laughs> yeah. think that's very smart of them to do. I've kind of disagreed a bit with... Now, granted, again, opinions are opinions, but I've kind of disagreed a bit with developers going like, oh, man, this is going to completely fall flat on their face. And, for example, the Midnight Suns uh, developer, uh, Solomon's, uh, Jake Solomons, I believe, what's his name, talking about it would have been a nightmare for them with Midnight Suns. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is... You, again, you can still, with the policy of them making games, it can still exist. Like, it, if Marvel did this and said, we're going to make video games tied to the MCU they still could do a Midnight Suns game and have it outside of the MCU based on that right. policy. I'm
0: actually kind of glad that uh, Marvel isn't really putting their hands uh, yeah. in the video game space.
1: But you know what I what mean, not getting into... Yeah, yeah, like, no, no, no I, I, get, I get what you're like, saying. Arkham Asylum can still exist in this Yeah, new, the whole
0: elsewhere thing, elsewhere yeah. world. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, I think with the developers, uh, what they're saying is because James Gunn, yeah, you can announce everything and make it sound cool. But what is the plan exactly? Like we don't know what the plan is. Like we have a concept, honestly. So for developers, their thing is they are afraid that they might go back to the days of Iron Man, Aquaman, and
1: yeah, that I one hundred percent agree with. Anybody who's concerned about that and anybody who doesn't want to go back there, I'm right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: think even, like we we we've got some great superhero games, and we kind of don't want to step back
1: to that. While I don't think it will happen. I'm right there with you and not wanting it to happen. <laughs> and like, okay, let's yeah, make sure you're does. doing it right if you're going to do it. Which is a, it's a completely valid, in my opinion. I, I think it's very valid for developers to come out and question this because James Gunn did come out on Tuesday, I believe. Was it Tuesday?
0: Yeah, it was Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and he talked about, okay, here's the movies, here's the shows, and he kept bringing up across uh, film, television, animation, and gaming. Stuff like that. I'm like, okay, but what about gaming? Like, what exactly do you mean? And that was never really elaborated upon Yeah. apart from the Slash Film article that we talked about. So that's probably the most questionable thing I actually still have coming out of this reveal. Uh, in terms of movies, the other questionable thing was, okay, so... Some actors are staying and some are going. Like, I, I think The Flash is going to answer this. And I know you don't want to ruin your own movie, but I wish you could have been more clear about how exactly that was going to work.
0: Well, we do know that, uh, Calvin Harris. Is that pronounced the name? Superman? Who? Calvin Harris. Uh, Henry he, Cavill. He was, Henry Cavill. Calvin Harris. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the artist. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, yeah, I know, uh, um, he wanted to come back and play Superman, and James, it was a bit of a tease, but he made it clear that he wasn't
1: fired. Yeah, they just didn't hire him. Yeah. Yeah, they were going for a younger Superman, and I don't know what they're going to do exactly with these actors. We're going to get a different Batman as well.
0: We do know the Flash movie is going to do. Uh, it's going to, like, uh, James, Gunn, uh, yeah, to James Gunn. Yeah, it's going to be set. James Gunn, yeah, he he brought it up and said that it's going to completely reset the uh, DCEU, so it's like all right so we know that. so we know for sure they're doing Flashpoint. Uh, so how much of that's going to change we don't really know. Uh Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, that's also up in the air.
1: That Paradise Lost show could be a prequel to her movies. It could be just setting up the next Wonder Woman, who knows. Yeah, it could be a and new one. Do they try to you think about what's in development now? That Wonder Woman game is in development. If you're James Gunn, do you think about... Because there's some very talented people. It's made by the same developers, I believe, as uh, Shadow of Mordor.
0: But I'm pretty sure he's going to set that in the Elseworld section.
1: If I was James Gunn, I would look at that title and go, okay, what exactly are we doing with Wonder Woman? We're doing Paradise Lost. Can we tell another story with Wonder Woman and really set the bar for what we want DCU games to be? Because I think you got a good opportunity to do that if that's the route you want to go in or exactly what you said and this is where i thought some of the uproar around like i can't believe they're doing this is a little exaggerated for now and that's because the elseworlds thing like suicide squad kill the justice league is going to have nothing to do with the dcu but it can still exist perfectly fine if the game ends up being great maybe there's another game in that franchise and that could just continue on and it'll just be labeled as something different like
0: it's, it's funny, because uh, Rocksteady pretty much have their own Batman universe going on, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Uh, Amanda Waller is getting her own show, and we know Viola Davis is coming back for that. Uh, mm-hmm. So so we know the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad, the one the James Gunn is done. Squad. Yeah, the Suicide We know that's probably going to be elsewhere since the whole Flashpoint is going to be a reboot, but we do know he is at least keeping some things... Uh, it seems
1: like peacemaker in peacemaker and waller at the very least it seems like it's gonna be a dcu do you do something with peacemaker potentially if peacemaker doesn't end up being a full-time series for much longer do you go and put that into video games like there's some interesting things i think you can do with this medium but let's go ahead and move on to our next story though EA has reportedly canceled a single-player Titanfall slash Apex Legends game. As first reported by Bloomberg, EA has canceled a secret single-player Titanfall slash Apex Legends title codenamed TFL, or Titanfall Legends. Gaming insider Jeff Grubb later chimed in, saying, and we're reading from VGC's article on the story, Quote, Titanfall Legends was not Titanfall 3 because, in a lot of people's minds, I think Titanfall 3 was going to be a new standalone game with a single player campaign and a multiplayer. And they could just never do that again after Apex Legends changed the calculus on all those things. In two weeks from now, Apex Legends is going to get Team Deathmatch. And that was always part of the plan to turn Apex Legends into this platform where you could get all kinds of different shooter experiences from an expanded Apex Legends slash Titanfall world. Titanfall Legends was always supposed to slot in as part of that. Titanfall Legends would be a single-player campaign inside of this platform, in the same way Call of Duty works, where you get Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone, is right there as well. Grubb continued, quote, The thinking there was that more people have played Apex Legends than have ever heard of Titanfall so they were really hoping to lean into that. They wanted to make the game more active, where you used your abilities more often. The, slap line, the strap line I heard was, we want to make John Wick meets Tony Hawk. There were also... <laughs> That's <is a> crazy... <laughs> I got me. Uh, there were also super inspired by Doom Eternal, where you're always aggressive and always getting stuff, end quote. Again, we're leaving links to Jeff Grubb's Giant Bomb podcast where he said all this stuff, along with VGC's article on the story that included some transcriptions from the podcast. Are you disappointed by this news, Michael?
0: Absolutely, yes. Everybody knows how much I love Apex. I'm not Apex, but how much I love Titanfall. How much I really wanted Titanfall 3 to come out because Titanfall 2 was absolutely amazing. Um, Apex Legends, I could care less about because... While I'm happy that Respawn is finding success with it, I also hate that it's taking over anything that's Titanfall-related. Even when they tease that, hey, something Titanfall is coming, it was just some crap for Apex Legends. Like, hey, we have a character here who's related to a character that you faced in Titanfall 2. It's like, oh, cool. Is there anything else? Are you going to do an Apex mode where Titans coming? No. No, that'd be too interesting. Um, also, uh, one thing I noticed that wasn't in this story is, um, apex legends is actually shutting down Uh, apex Legends mobile is actually shutting down later this year so i found that to be interesting that for some strange reason the console version of apex legends is adding so much more yet it still doesn't have as many modes or, or is as interesting as apex legends mobile and maybe that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to uh, uh, integrate all the stuff from Apex Legends Mobile to Apex Legends, the main game. I don't want this. I don't like this at all. This is definitely disappointing news for me. I want Titans Fall 3. Or at least, if you're going to do something within Apex Legends world, which is part of uh, the Titan Falls world, I would have liked to see an Apex Legends single-player game. I thought that would be kind of cool. You know, you go into the backstory of some of these characters. Because they, they do have some cool characters in there. Uh, I will admit that. But I would like to have seen how they would have fit more into the Titanfall world with with the lore of regular Titanfall, with the war that's going on, the rebellion, the lack of resources, all that kind of stuff, and how uh, and 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 how these uh, Apex games uh, play into that with people betting and often killing, and they find this as a way to escape, which is kind of strange. I would like to see more of that world. I, I would like to see. More of that lore played out with more than just a really cool animated uh, teaser for the next character coming into the game.
1: Love Titanfall. Love Apex. This seemed like a perfect mix of both worlds, which I think they're in the same world. And it would have been cool to see a single-player campaign. Now, what this means for the future of single-player games in this universe, I don't know. I think maybe they're just gonna go a different route and maybe we get something down the road, that would be cool. But I do think this is a disappointing bit of news for somebody who does enjoy good stories because I'll tell you what, respawn they can they can tell a good story. But let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which also involves respawn entertainment, as they announced that Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed until April 28th, so it's just about a month long delay. I think it's six weeks. Michael, any thoughts on this one? I know you're not the biggest fan of the Jedi Fallen Order franchise, so I don't think that you're going to be too impacted by this. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I have no real excitement for for uh, Survivor. I, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing that's delayed because it goes to show that respawn. Uh, really wants this game to be something. Uh I'm always glad when teams are afforded some more time. Hey, if it's just what four to six weeks, hey, that's not that's not too bad. It's better than like, hey, sorry guys, um we're gonna have to do it in the third in the second half of uh twenty twenty three or something. It's like, better oh,
1: than man. the game we're gonna yeah. talk about at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you uh, had so to wait we... two years to see gameplay for it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, like, if it was something like that to where it's like, oh, sorry, guys, uh, winter 2023 instead of early 2024, I think that had a bigger impact and people were like, oh, my goodness, something must have been really, really wrong with this. Instead, it's like, hey, yeah, we found, we've been playtesting, we found some bugs. Um, instead of just crunching our asses off like this, we're just going to give ourselves about a month. So, you know, it's not horrible. It's not, it's not a, it's not a uh, deal breaker, but uh, I'm glad to see that they're at least giving us more time.
1: Yeah, it does suck to see this delay, but it will probably work out for the better in the long run for this game's quality, which I think a lot of people, including myself, are very excited for. But, let's go ahead and move on to our next game. Capcom's Resident Evil 4 remake was the subject of the latest Game Informer cover story, and we got some notable details from it via Game Informer and IGN's article on the story. Here are the bullet points. Leon's knives have limited durability, but you can store multiple knives in your inventory. You can trade jewels with the merchant for items such as yellow herbs, treasure maps, and weapon attachments. QTEs or quick time events are gone. Ashley doesn't have a health bar anymore, but she can be put into a quote down state. End quote. If she takes damage in this state, she will die. The developers wanted Ashley to, quote, feel more like a natural companion and less like a second health bar to babysit, end quote. You can pick up blue flyers throughout the game that give you side quests. Examples of side quests include, quote, solving a puzzle, tracking down and eliminating a specific enemy. The blue medication collectible that was featured in the original will also be returning in the remake, end quote. And I believe that was from IGN's article for Batum. The Resident Evil 4 remake releases on March 24th for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC. Michael, I am very excited for this remake. It looks to be another banger for Capcom here, who have found a lot of success in recent years in these recent remakes.
0: Yeah, um, I actually purchased uh, Resident Evil 4. The H D uh I don't know if it was a remaster, but the HD version on PC. I still haven't played it. Uh I the last time I played Resident Evil 4 was back on the GameCube. But I do remember liking it, but never finishing it. So
1: Well now here's your chance.
0: It is yeah, I do I do have a chance now. But uh unfortunately I've been busy with other things and but we'll talk about that when we get to what we're playing. Um and I am kind of excited for the Resident Evil 4 remake, especially since now, uh when uh the president's daughter gets captured. You can now run up on enemies and like just stab them in the neck and finish them off. It's like okay, that's kind of cool. Instead of doing that whole weird slashing thing to make them drop, her, I can actually just just stab them in the neck and be done with it. But it seems the trade off for that is that the knife is limited durability. I hate
1: that in games. I blame Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild, but I fucking blame that game so much for making it popular again. Yeah,
0: because all the uh, indie Survivor stuff, they always did that because it kept you crafting gear and stuff. I kind of got that. Uh, I didn't think it fit in Breath of the Wild. I still don't, even though I do like the game. I still think it's a dumb mechanic. I hope they get rid of it with Tears of a Kingdom. Um, I don't like it here. I don't, I don't like durability weapons. Like, it's just it's so stupid. Uh, and I don't like that. Oh, you can carry a bunch of them. What, why? Why not just let me use the daggone knife, all right? When you're out of ammunition, a lot of people, they use the knife. And I've even seen some pretty cool speedruns where people like, knife only, like, except for when the game forces you to use weaponry. Um, but, like, where people just run around slashing enemies and dodging, that stuff was cool. That was fun. Now it's going to change to how far can I get before my three knives break? And it's just so stupid. And I hope it's not one of those things to where if you stab somebody in the neck, it instantly breaks. I hate those kind of games. Um, The Last of Us did that to where you have a shiv. Use it once. For some reason, it breaks. Like You have the cruddiest shiv in the history of shivs. You should be able to use it a few more times. I don't want that in this game. I hate that. I kind of glad QTEs are gone. Like, yeah, they brought. No, me I'm going. No, no, no. I, I'll, nah, I'll nah, speak wait, for both yeah, of I'm glad yeah, QTEs before, are gone. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, while they did make things tense, uh, they tend to pop out of nowhere sometimes. When okay, just running down the hall. You are
1: right. I will say that you are. It made things tense. But let me ask you this: Did they make things tense for the right reasons?
0: No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. So yeah, like I'm, I'm okay with them being gone. Uh Like I, I get it, but yeah, it will pop out of nowhere sometimes. Like, oh, there's a boulder falling down. Quick, hit these buttons. Why do I have to hit these buttons to run faster? Can't Leon just run? Like, no, no, no. We have to make this tense. And it's like God, I hate this sometimes. Uh, because the game is already pretty tense, and then you bring in QTEs. That's just uh. Uh, actually not having a health bar anymore, uh, it, it, it kind of takes away that tension, too. Because, you know, you have to worry about your health and her. And Resident Evil 4 was one of the few games that did escorts right. So having that so having that mechanic change is going to make this game feel vastly
1: different. I feel like what you just said was a hot take, and I'm going hey. to just distance myself from you because oh, but don't do if that. there's one thing people complain about when it comes to Resident Evil 4, it is Ashley, and it exactly. is purely Ashley, and I'm just going to go ahead and take three steps back from Michael, and just hey, anybody can. who wants to, <laughs> I'm just going to let you go, I'm, I'm going to turn on my mic off, you continue man, it's all you.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: But no, I, I really do
0: think that Resident Evil 4 is one of the few games that did uh, Escorts right. I thought it was great. Because you weren't always stuck with Ashley. There were times where the story had her get kidnapped and you were able to run by yourself again. So you did get a break from it. Um, but Ashley being able to do things like duck when Leon is trying to aim at enemies behind her or tell her, or tell Leon that, hey, there's people behind us. there's this, there's that. Or when she gets captured, she'll actually say uh, Leon or uh, Leo, uh, Leon, help! And you'll be like, okay, cool. She she actually she's actually part of the gameplay mechanics. What I hate about escorts is when the characters are so useless they do nothing, they just follow and say ah help. But actually, actually had personality. She was actually a character. She wasn't just something to pull around on a leash. So. Having this whole, she has the more health bar. Uh, she can put in a down state, okay. If she takes damage in this down state, she will die. Okay, are you? Is it instant? Is there three hits? Like, explain this a little bit to me. How how much damage can she take when she's down? Do I have a time limit? Is a huge game changer for me, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. So, Taylor, you could turn your mic back on and go on with your ideas or uh, your uh, your hot takes.
1: I don't have any hot takes regarding this. Um, <laughs> Ashley is easily to me the worst character in this game, and I'm I'm glad. Yikes. I'm very glad that Capcom <laughs> seems to have realized this and said we're going to make it better in the gameplay, and hopefully it reflects that. Um, in terms of the changes that are here, I like them. I like the idea of some side quests. I like that QTEs are gone. Like I said, I will speak for both of us in that regard because I feel like everybody (laughs) needs to agree on this. We, as a society, need to agree on no more QTEs in video games. And, yeah, man, I'm just very excited for this. I think it's going to be a great game. I know Capcom has been releasing these remakes the past few years. It's been their main thing with Resident Evil to me, other than, of course, Village. But I think it's been working. I think this is the way they should have went. I'm excited to see if they end up doing a remake for Resident Evil Five. I did not care for Resident Evil Five too much, and I'm excited to see if they do one for that game <laughs> to see what they would change and how good it potentially can be. So that's where I'm gonna leave that, and let's get into our next story, which is Redfall. I hope they do.
0: Oh, before they do, I hope they do five, six. That's the one I'm gonna okay keep them skipping.
1: Yeah, okay, That fair point. I'm glad you interrupted me, because Resident Evil 6 does not need to ever be seen again by human <laughs> eyes. Now, yeah. let's talk about Redfall. Redfall's official Frequently Asked Questions page has confirmed that players will always need an online connection, regardless if they are playing single player or co-op. Last week we talked about Redfall's release date announcement and it's showing at January's Xbox Bethesda Developer Direct Showcase. How does this impact your feelings about the game or does it change anything for you? This is
0: stupid. Oh my goodness, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Why? Why is this a thing? I had praised Redfall on this podcast so many times. I was super excited. It was my most anticipated game of 2023. It It was my most anticipated game of 2022, but it got pushed back to this year, and it still became my most anticipated game. I was like, cool. Yeah, I don't care about Starfield, Redfall. That's the game I'm looking forward to. Not anymore. It's completely off my list. I am not excited for Redfall anymore. This announcement completely killed any and all interest I had in this game. Because I do not support, if, you, if, if, if you're if you not an MMO, and if you're not like a hero shooter like Overwatch and Apex Legends, I don't support always online. I think it's really, really stupid. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. Especially since they did make the game to be played either solo or co-op. And I'm glad they they even showed off gameplay that showed that yes, you can actually play this by yourself and still make it just fine. I don't know why these developers keep doing this stupid crap. Even though we're in America, you and I, I'm talking about people here in America, we don't have the best internet in the world for some strange reason. Well, I know why we don't have the best internet in the world. Uh, A lot of people in, in rural areas of America doesn't have strong internet connection if they have connections at all. So you pretty much just screwed them over and told them that they're not allowed to play your game even in single player because for some stupid reason, you have to have an online connection and on top of that uh you also have to have a bethesda.net account why isn't my xbox account just good enough like this was the reason i don't i haven't played uh doom eternal because you need a bethesda.net account why that's stupid i don't want to sign up for one i don't need to i don't want none of your emails i don't want none of your crap you y- you got enough information out of me i'm not doing that it feels like probably like oh well it's not that big of a deal it's the principle of it it's unnecessary you are you're getting off a game for ridiculously stupid reasons. Being always online doesn't change the game anyway because you could turn off the uh, co-op mode and just play by yourself. There's no need for an anti-cheat when you're playing solo anyway, so being always online makes absolutely no sense. And it's really just a DRM crap, which makes you wonder, why? who, Who does this benefit? Who does this help? It doesn't help the players, that's for sure. Not only do I have to always be online, but I have to have a Bethesda.net account? These are stupid reasons to not have people support your game.
1: Yeah, for me, Redfall, it wasn't at the top of my list. It was a game that I actually, I think I had more concerns about it. Even last week. Compared to you. So, having this, now, am I happy About it being always online in the Bethesda.net account? No. I'm not. Is it a deal breaker? No. Not for me personally. For Michael it is. For me it's not. I'm not a big fan of it. It would be one thing if it was online co-op. Or a co-op in some sort and you couldn't play it solo. But since they made such a point to go, you can play this game completely by yourself. It's kind of hilarious in a way for them to also go yeah, but you're also always going to need online connection to play it.
0: Yeah, it's such a bad... Oh man, if there was ever such it just a doesn't make a sense. Compliment, <laughs> yeah, just Logically, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't make
1: any sense there. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. There's a lot of people who are like Michael who are going to be like, man, I'm not going to get this game. There's some people who are going to be like, I'm just going to download it on Game Pass. There's some people who are going to be like, I'm not going to play it at all. It's going to be curious to see what Arcane Studios ends up doing. If they end up just hoping it passes by or they end up changing things. But we'll have to talk about that whenever it happens, potentially. But moving on to our next story. And this is a little bit more Nerd Stop Movies into Power Up and Game. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Amazon has made a huge rights deal to develop an interconnected Tomb Raider franchise, here's an excerpt from the THR report. Quote, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that the retail giant and streamer has teamed with Dimitri M. Johnson's DJ2 Entertainment for a massive rights deal to make a Tomb Raider feature film, in addition to the newly announced TV series from Phoebe Waller-Bridge and at least one video game in the Lara Croft franchise. The idea is to build out a connected world of Tomb Raider with the video game, TV series, and film, all interconnected in a fashion akin to what Marvel has already accomplished. The Tomb Raider video game was announced in December, with additional games in the franchise considered likely. Wallerbridge is expected to write the scripts for the upcoming Tomb Raider series, but she does not plan to star in the project. What are your thoughts on Amazon taking a massive swing with the Tomb Raider franchise, It seems to be working out for HBO with The Last of Us, but can this more large-scale concept work for Amazon? For me, Michael, I'm going to say no, because the difference between Tomb Raider and what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast is DC is a franchise that spans so many characters. In so many different backgrounds and power sets and just storylines in general. and Tomb Raider, there's Lara Croft. And as much as I loved Lara Croft, as much as I loved the Tomb Raider franchise, what the fuck are you going to do with an MCU-level universe (laughs) with Tomb Raider? Okay, see, I think it
0: can sort of work. Because Tomb Raider is just a title. Lara Croft herself is a Tomb Raider. Uh, that's the one thing I never really got with Idos uh, and, and 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 their whole deal with Laura Croft. Like it's always Laura Croft in Tomb Raider. They could have definitely done other characters like uh, Peter Watson in Tomb Raider. Blah blah blah. Like yeah, Laura Croft is known as the Tomb Raider, but even in her own games, it's mentioned that she's a tomb raider so you can do other characters other tomb raiders and i was kind of wishing like in the games we get some like that to where laura has herself a small team or something even the movies themselves with uh, Angelina Jolie, they had it where uh she worked with a team and that was kind of cool and she also went up against other raiders at least once and i was like okay that's kind of cool i like that idea uh for amazon if they go that route to where they show that it is a title uh, that you are a tomb raider, that you're known for that, that you're hired by other people because you're good at this kind of stuff, because you're knowledgeable of uh, formations and and history of long lost and long forgotten civilizations. I think that'd be kind of cool. You can move on beyond just Laura Croft, which would give you the freedom to do uh, animated shows Live action shows, new movies, uh, even games since Amazon uh, has their own gaming studios. You know, you can do other things. You can even do like a Tomb Raider multiplayer game if that's what you want to do. And so I'm hoping that's what Amazon is trying to do. That they're trying to expand the world of Tomb Raider and not just Laura Croft. But Amazon also throws stuff at the wall to see what sticks. So we'll see where they go with that.
1: yeah don't know what they're going to end up doing for Laura Croft, the character. I don't know who's going to end up playing Laura Croft. It's going to be the same actress. I'm sorry, do not remember her name off the top of my head from the 2018 film.
0: Yeah, I know you're talking about. That film actually got canceled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so they were working on a sequel, but it hasn't gone anywhere. And now Amazon kind of has to... But her a
1: performance was not a reason why people didn't really care for the movie. It was necessarily... It was... As far as I know, people said it was just pretty generic. But her performance, I heard, was really good. Everybody who saw it. So maybe they get that actress back. Maybe they go in another direction. But I'm not sure this is the franchise that you want to do this with. Because you think about the legendary character. Now, what you said makes a lot of sense. Craft those new characters and make the universe worth expanding upon. I get that. But I don't necessarily trust Amazon yet to do so. Yeah. Like they've had some hits, Invincible, The Boys, but I'm not sure I fully trust them to build out this big cinematic kind of universe thing across multiple mediums.
0: Yeah, uh, look at ask anybody who liked Lord of the Rings; they're not the biggest fans of Amazon's version. So, and that's and, that, and Lord of the Rings is uh, a world that you can expand on. So so, I don't know how Amazon's gonna expand on that. I
1: don't know, man i maybe this works. I hope that this adaptation can be good somewhere. This franchise has tried so many times. Oh, I really love the twenty thirteen video game and that series. I just think over time it just I lost interest in the sequels as it happened, and the movie I just wasn't fully interested in.
0: yeah, so with the reboot. Actually, uh, I kind of started playing the second game again. I got it off of uh, Epic Games Store, so I started playing it again. And yeah, it's not that great. And from what I understand with the third one, because I never played the third one. I finished the first two and enjoyed them. Uh, I haven't played the third one, but everybody said the third one is vastly different. And yeah, they don't recommend it. But yeah, uh, the Tomb Raider series has been struggling to find a certain identity and in capturing uh players again
1: yeah and we'll see if amazon can end up being the thing to get new eyes on the product including phoebe waller bridge who i'm very curious to see what she ends up writing for this show and she's not expected to star in it which i was kind of also surprised by but we'll have to wait and see And we don't have to wait anymore, though, Michael, to see The Day Before gameplay. That's because there's been a lot of talk over the past week and a half about The Day Before, the open-world zombie survival game from Fantastic. To keep this write-up short and sweet, The Day Before has been delayed a few times. It was originally supposed to drop in June 2022, and there were some major concerns from gamers and critics that the game was in trouble. Moreover, some even questioned... Whether the game was real, and when I, when your game starting to uh, get questioned over whether or not it actually exists, <coughs> Blue Box. <coughs> what well, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Oh
0: no, I'm sorry. Uh, Is a studio that doesn't exist. Never mind. Continue. Uh, okay, sorry. I
1: just <laughs> I thought you were saying the developer that created Abandoned. That's totally a real game. Oh no, no, no. That's like a KD Kojima game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep cut right there. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments on Power Up and Game, then called The Nerd Stash Show, when I was just kind of gaslighting you <laughs> into more. I'm just like, no, it's definitely a Hideo Kojima game, Michael, and I'm going through all this bullshit elements to, uh, evidence to prove it, and you're just like, no, this is stupid. What are you doing? You know better. And it was fantastic. Stop that. This is but, Twitter. <laughs> stop that. Getting back to the day before, though, there was a gameplay trailer at the time of this recording. Like, it just came out, so very recent, and it showed off some weapon modding, looting, zombie killing, and let me tell you, a whole lot of running happened in this gameplay trailer. The day before is set to release on November 10th, 2023. Uh, Our last gameplay look at the day before was all the way back in 2021. Believe it was April twenty twenty one. Was it what Jeez. are your thoughts on this new look? And I guess before that, give us your thoughts on the whole hoopla that has happened surrounding this game over the past few weeks.
0: I'm over it. I can't wait for this thing to be done. Just just please release it. We did early access so we can stop well, nobody's gonna stop talking about it. Also
1: you know why that it. pisses me off? Because I kinda get I get what you mean, and I'm kinda the same way. But fuck if this game did not look great two years ago. You Really? Oh, two years ago. Oh, man. I was going to say the... We'll talk about that trailer here in a minute, but or the gameplay demo. <laughs> yeah. But two years ago, it was like The Division, but with zombies and looting. Yeah, we know how the Division looks. Like actual looting, and it just looked fantastic. And then we go to this trailer. This trailer was just so... It looked half-assed. I'm trying to be nice about it. But this gameplay demo that was 10 minutes long, the first minute and a half was just running.
0: It well, felt y- like. You know, you, you can say like six, seven minutes of this thing was just walking around because they would walk around, craft, walk around, shoot a mm-hmm. zombie to walk around, let it get dark, walk around with a co-op buddy and walk. It's like, Jesus, why is this 10 minutes long? Yeah. You can do like a super cut of this and just show some of the gameplay. And my problem with this gameplay trailer, this gameplay demo trailer, whatever it is, isn't. The way it looks, it's not even the way it plays. It looks like, okay, it's decent. It looks, like a, it looks like a competent shooter. My thing is, there's no tension in the game. Like, everything they showed, everything is wide open, which you can do all kinds of cool stuff with that. Like, you can have, you have zombies running around the corner. Uh, you can have uh, zombies, like, jumping out of windows and stuff. But we only see, like, two or three zombies at a time, and they're not that fast. It's like, wow. This has no tension in this game. Was like at least this gameplay demo. There's no tension. There's nothing that makes me feel like, oh man, I'm going to need a co-op buddy. It really felt like one of those games where you just run around and collect stuff.
1: You know what it really is. You don't fully, at least to me, I don't know to the extent of what this game is going to be. If it doesn't have a bunch of tension and. Like, oh God, where's the zombie gonna be? Is it gonna be in this next room that I'm about to loot? What is my end game then? Is it building a base? Is it building a home? Is it scavenging? What am I exactly am I scavenging outside of the uh cabinets that the character was looting in that demo? What exactly are we going to be doing in this game other than just surviving and if we are just surviving. What can I do to improve my character? You look at Ark, right? Ark, I think, is a good example. You, have, uh, you gotta eat. You gotta find shelter, all that stuff. You gotta do things to keep your character alive. Then you can improve your character's life by building a nice home, taming dinosaurs, and a bunch of really cool shit. What's the really cool shit in the day before? Because from this 10 minutes, it seems like a Walt running simulator that I can kill some zombies in.
0: And they didn't show off any real cool weapons. Did they show like what an M M M sixteen maybe?
1: To be fair, this is raw gameplay footage. But for a game that has had some controversy over the past week and a half, let's just say that. Yeah,
0: no, if if you're delaying your games like this to where you had to delay it a whole year, when you show off the gameplay, you can't do it just like this. It, yeah, it, it that it looked like alpha
1: game. Whether gameplay. it was or not, it seemed half ass. Before we
0: uh, wrap this whole thing up, I actually do have one extra story I'd like to push out real quick. If you're okay with that, do you remember an old game called Back for Blood?
1: Oh, I remember this game.
0: What What about Back for Blood?
1: Well, Turtle
0: Rock Studios has announced that they are no longer making new content for the game.
1: No, already yep,
0: after. Uh, yeah, after three expansions, I didn't even honestly. I didn't even know they had three. After three expansions, Turtle Rock Studio is moving on. Uh, from back for blood and they're working on their next game and this is um I- i'll send you the link after uh, this is on my twitter uh, IG's reporting on it and per rock studio themselves they made a blog post on it and i'm actually going to read their blog post real quick uh quote greetings cleaners what an amazing year 2022 was for us first off we want to thank all of you for making back for blood what it is today with three expansions tunnels of terror Children of the Worm, and River of Blood. We've traveled on a fantastic adventure together beyond the walls of Fort Hope. This phase of our war against the written now comes to a close. Total Rock Studios is actually pretty small for a studio making AAA games. We don't have quite enough folks to continue working on Back for Blood content while we spin up another game. Yes, that's right, another game. Given this, it's time for us to put our heads down get back in the lab, and get to work on the next big thing. Intrepid cleaners, this is not goodbye. Back for Blood will continue to operate, of course. In fact, Back 4 Blood is currently offered on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers and available as part of Xbox Game Pass. You'll also still find us hanging out in the subreddit and on Discord, as well as our official Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and website, because we love interacting with you and talking about our games. While we may be a bit quieter in the short term, we promise that we'll be back, bigger, bolder, and better than ever. With much love and gratitude, Turtle Rock Studios, end quote. Oh, man, Taylor, uh, it didn't take too long. How do you feel about Back for Blood ending its content run?
1: First off, Michael, we gotta do this right. We gotta do what we did for Marvel's Avengers. We gotta do <laughs> a five-second moment, right. moment of awkward silence for Back for Blood, starting now.
0: I have Game Pass, and I still didn't download the game because it's just like, yeah, okay. Also, uh, I should I I should be completely open about this. I wasn't a fan of Left 4 Dead either, and I played Left 4 Dead One and Two mostly because I was playing with friends, so it was kind of fun. But outside of playing with friends, I think Left 4 Dead was trash. I really didn't care for it because yeah, I don't like playing with randoms and those kind of games because it really is something that you need to communicate and help other players and some players like to just run off and do their own thing. So that kind of ruined it for me. But with Back for Blood, I kind of felt it was the same thing. So it instantly turned me off. And honestly, I did not know it had uh, three expansions. So that was, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I uh, didn't care for Back for Blood but I honestly thought it was going to last longer. I I thought this was going to be the game that uh, Turok Studios would hang on to because their last game, Evolve, was a cool idea that they just, I I felt that they gave up on uh, way too soon.
1: Should we have another five-second moment of silence for Evolve? (laughs) (laughs) Because I forgot about that game. (laughs) I can, on a serious note, I cannot believe they have already shut it down.
0: Well, it's not shut down. Well, not shut it, it down, but
1: you know what I mean. New content. Yeah, it's yeah, It's stopped yeah, making yeah. Shut new
0: down content. Development.
1: Yeah. Which pretty much, like, I kind of put this in the same realm as Red Dead Redemption 2 online. To where it's <laughs> oh, not oh shut down, goodness. but, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's pretty much dead. It's as dead as it can be without it being killed off. Officially.
0: So, Taylor, before we get out of here, what are you playing?
1: I am not playing too much. I have been focused on really just getting some content out and recording some content. So can't wait to be talking about that here in the next few days. I've been really also focused on everything DC here. We're going to be having an episode of Nerds Top Movies release soon-ish. Maybe it will come out before our usual posting day. We were going to record an episode on Zack Snyder's Justice League but we just did not have the schedules didn't work out for it. So that's getting pushed back a week. Hilariously enough, it's a Snyderverse thing getting pushed back for James Gunn's DCU. It just it works. (laughs) Um, Other than that, I guess I I will say I don't know if you saw episode 3 of The Last of Us but fuck it was good. I keep
0: hearing that. Oh man, uh, Nick Offerman! Nick Offerman Gosh, should win man.
1: awards. He was.
0: Yeah, I heard he was great.
1: The actor playing Frank, I don't have his name off the top of my head. He did excellent as well. But Nick Offerman to me, just ten out of ten performance. Like,
0: man, yeah, man, Nick Offerman is, is is awesome. So I yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that myself. I haven't I haven't seen the episode yet, but I am looking forward to it. As for me, uh, I've actually, i I can finally talk about this. Uh, I am playing Wanted Dead. Uh, It's an upcoming game that comes out on February 14th. Uh, I got a review code for that about a week or so ago uh, from the devs. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, I got to try it out. It's done by many of the developers who worked on Ninja Gaiden. Uh, There's a game where they try to mix melee and gunplay together. Uh, I'm not going to go into full details about it yet, but that's what I've been playing. I've been playing Wanted Dead, getting ready to review it in a couple of weeks. I hope you guys look forward to that talk, because I'm because pre- I'm also going to talk about it on this podcast. I'm writing for it for uh, the website I work for, but I'll also talk about it on this podcast. I'm also playing Halo Infinite. I tried that again. I forgot how much fun it was. I know I, I know I praised 343 for the gameplay, uh, and I also make fun of them, and I also talk crap about them. But yeah, Halo Infinite feels Really good to play again, although it also feels like it's slower. I remember Infinite being a lot faster before, but that's something I could probably talk about another time when we talk about 343. Who knows when? Probably within a couple of weeks.
1: All right, Michael, what are you working on? Where can people find you? oh man as i mentioned
0: earlier i'm working on my review for wanted dead that will happen in a couple of weeks and you can also find me on twitter at m underscore m-o-s-l-e-y underscore j-r if you find a weird on a fox hoodie congratulations you're in the right place you can also see me on twitch i'm playing hi-fi rush on there great game oh my goodness i absolutely love it uh i'm playing that on twitch at fox daddy that's f-0-x-d-a-d-d-y what about you taylor what are you working on
1: not working on too much outside of this podcast and our other podcasts. You can find me in our Discord.
0: All right. And speaking of which, yeah, you can find both of us on our Discord. You can also uh, leave us a rating. The higher, the better. We love five stars. It's GTA mode, baby. We go as high as we possibly can. All right. And with that, Taylor... Thank you so much for coming in and being the showrunner and getting all this stuff ready for us. I truly appreciate it. And we also truly appreciate everybody who listens into our show, whether it's your first time or your 600th time. We truly appreciate you just stopping by and listening to us ramble on about a whole lot of nonsense. And we will see you on the next episode with more gaming news.